So a guy on Twitter had an interesting, common but important question today. He said, is the fact that we don't spank our children the reason why there are so many, as he called it, unruly children these days? Now, spanking is a violation of the non-aggression principle. It is the initiation of force against another human being and a human being who did not choose to be with you, who has no usual legal recourse or independence. It's way worse than hitting a woman, right? A woman is there usually by choice. Uh, certainly if she's in a voluntary relationship, she can get up, she can leave, she can call the cops, she's got independence, uh, and, and she's got lots of support out there if she needs it, she's got shelters and so on. So hitting a child is far worse than, than hitting a woman, but of course society in general allows us to hit children or at least turns the, uh, the other cheek if it happens. So is it the case that children are, if we accept the conjecture, more unruly because of a lack of violations of the non-aggression principle. Well, no. No, that's not the reason at all. It's quite the opposite of the reason. The reason why children are unruly these days is because of much larger violations of the non-aggression principle even than spanking. So, culture is what restrains us. Our cultural rules, the capacity to be ostracized by our peers and, and by our superiors, our, our bosses or whatever, Culture is what shapes us and what restrains us from unruly behavior. A culture can take tens of thousands of years to develop, of course, right? I mean, it takes an enormous amount of blood sacrifice, of uh, survival of censorship and, and book burnings and people burnings and wars and uh, you name it, right? And then you get this culture that has evolved. Now, how is the culture transmitted? Well, the culture is transmitted when... Children bond with the mother, and then the mother is the pipeline or the conduit. That bond is the conduit through which culture is transmitted to the child. So, of course, if you wish to destroy the tens of thousands of years of accumulated value and sacrifice of the development of a culture, all you have to do is break the bond between mother and child. Once the bond between mother and child is broken, then the child looks at the parents with great skepticism and cynicism, and this is the root of the famous sort of grumble brain of the teenage years. Now, to break the bond between mother and child has proven to be <clears throat> astonishingly easy, and it is the great weak link in the transmission of culture in our civilization, because all you had to do was give half a decade's worth of propaganda to women that, you know, raising children is, is uh, silly and foolish and, and beneath your abilities and, and beneath your capacities and you need to be strong and independent and go out and work. And, you know, that's tra transferring you from someone who didn't pay taxes to someone who did pay taxes. And it's great for the rulers that the be. It weakens the family bond. It destroys the transmission of culture that not only restrains individuals, but restrains the expansion of government power as well. So just tell women that they should go out and work and, and women basically punt their kids off to daycare and go out and work. And that's terrible because it breaks the bond between mother and child and thus breaks the conduit through which culture is transmitted from generation to generation. You simply can't, I mean, I worked in a daycare for years when I was a teenager, and you simply can't expect all the complexities of your culture to be transmitted by often people without a firm grasp of English and with no particular history with your culture, with way too many kids. Uh, it was myself and one other. Um, I was not a teacher. I was sort of an aide, but uh, there was a, a daycare person and me, and we had like 15 to 25, 5 to 10-year-olds. There was simply very little chance for 
any kind of individual monitoring. So what happens then, of course, if you don't have the parent-to-child bond, then children rely on their peers, and peers are naturally left-leaning, right? Young people are naturally left-leaning, at least under the current indoctrination camps of uh, government schools, they're naturally left-leaning, which is why the left wants to lower the voting age continually. So by cutting off conduits to the parents, you end up with an overwhelmingly leftist, sentimental peer influence, and that's a great way to program kids into bigger government and more censorship and so on. So is daycare a violation of the non-aggression principle? Well, in general, uh, where daycare is subsidized and and funded, yes, uh, by the government, right? Not by sort of private charity and so on. Also, of course, when the government interferes with the free contracts between employers and women to artificially raise the wages of women, then that's a violation of the non-aggression principle. I want everyone to be equal under the law, which means everybody should negotiate without anyone's uh, government gun pointed at their head. And so, yeah, artificially raising uh, women's wages is definitely a violation of the non-aggression principle. Forced government programs <clears throat> like maternity leave and so on also violation to the non-aggression principle. And it's just, uh, it's wretched and, and a coercive environment all around. Now, of course, the other ways in which the violations of the non-aggression principle end up wrecking family life is... Ugh, I mean, you name it, right? So family courts are very gynocentric and very anti-male, which means they're both side and transfer, forced transfer resources from an ex-husband to an ex-wife. And that's pretty terrible because, of course, if a woman gets alimony, child support's another matter, but if a woman gets alimony, then she was a wife. And if she stayed home, then she was well paid for being a wife because her husband paid the bills. And so if she gets alimony after quitting or being fired from her job as a wife. Well, I've never had a job in my life where I quit or get fired and I still can continue to collect a paycheck for years or, or decades. I mean, that, that makes no sense at all, right? So this, again, destabilizes uh, the family and uh, there's a wide variety of other mechanisms in which family is destabilized. Uh, simply well, forced government pensions as well uh, means that uh, uh, women are less reliant upon their family and their children and uh, their husband for... Uh, sucker and, and support in their old age, which again, these are all violations of the non-aggression principle. <clears throat> now, another aspect by which children become unruly is in government schools. Government schools are violations of the non-aggression principle, and they propagandize children, they drug unruly boys, uh, which and, and some girls, which is, again, to me, a violation of the non-aggression principle, particularly not just in how it's implemented, but in how uh, it's funded and paid for. Uh, it's all uh, a wretched violation, wretched violations of the non-aggression principle, just terrible, terrible stuff. Now, <clears throat> this problem as well with the breaking of the conduit of the transmission of culture occurs within the families of single mothers as well. Now, single mothers, of course, are women who had a, <clears throat> a partner, had a father. The father's still alive because if the father had died, they'd be called widows, not single mothers. The father's still alive. But the uh, moms are no longer with him, right? So, I mean, there's really only a couple of logical possibilities as to why a woman would be raising a child without a father. Um, the first, of course, is that she was, like, he was a good guy, but she drove him away. Like, she was mean or nasty or impossible or aggressive or violent, and she drove a good guy away. Well, good luck getting the respect of your children necessary for the transmission of culture if your children perceive that dad was a great guy, but you drove him away. You, you simply can't tell your children, anything then about how to live. 
Maybe she was a fairly good woman, but she chose a bad boy, uh, uh, an irresponsible man, an abusive or, or alcoholic or drunk or, or other form of addicted uh, man to be the father of her children. Maybe she did this when she was like 20. Okay, well, good luck telling your kids how to live when you made terrible, terrible decisions when you were even older than they were. Now, you can say, well, learn from my mistakes and don't do what I did. And, and that's, that's barely going to work. It's barely going to work at best. So also, uh, maybe everyone was just terrible. Maybe the mom was bad, the dad was bad, and it was just really irresponsibly done all around. Again, in which case, if you, if you don't have the respect of your children, they won't listen to your moral instructions. This is why when you can get adults to behave in a hedonistic and, and wasteful and promiscuous and irresponsible manner, you break the transmission of culture, right? Because if children don't respect their parents, if children don't respect their teachers, children won't listen to culture. And of course, you want to keep kids out of churches uh, because um, they may respect the priest, in which case the priest would be the transmitter of the culture. So... Yeah, make them atheists, put them in terrible government schools where they can't respect their teachers, uh, make sure you do whatever you can to disrupt and destroy the family life, and then children grow up with nothing to respect. And when children don't have any reason to restrain their behavior because they have better moral examples to follow, what do they do? Well, they follow their peers, they follow popularity, they follow um, uh, sexual impulses, they follow the hedonism of the moment, and lo and behold, they're unruly. But if you look at the backdrop of what makes them unruly, it's not because the non-aggression principle has not been violated, but because it has been violated. It's been violated in uh, artificially raising the wages of women. Uh, it's been violated in terrible government schools. It's been violated in government-funded daycares. It's been violated in terrible divorce laws. It's been violated in just about every conceivable manner that you can imagine forcing children into government schools. You know, how can you respect a teacher who says, well, don't use violence to get what you want, Oh, but by the way, don't come to school next week because we're going on strike with our government-enforced coercive monopoly because we want more money extracted from taxpayers at the point of a gun. Oh, and by the way, the reason that we are paid so much as teachers is because we've shifted the burden onto you, the tax slaves of the future, based upon the national debt. How on earth are children going to respect that? If you put coercion at the center of your social interactions, the entire society becomes predatory, immoral, coercive, violent, and then children won't respect it. And then you say, well, the reason why you see they're becoming unruly is because uh, they're not being hit enough. No, 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 no. It's way too much violence, way too much violence. Not that any violence except in an extremity of self-defense is acceptable, but no, the children are surrounded by way too much violence and hitting them is simply adding fuel to the fire. Whatever the problem is, the solution is true equality before the law and a reduction in the initiation of force.